We are up to the fifth Mishnah in the second chapter. It is a bit of a sad Mishnah, as we'll see. Uh, just some words of introduction before we go through the Mishnah. The Mishnah is speaking about a chassan, uh, someone getting married, and uh, according to Jewish law, the marriage is, is consummated. Uh, is, is only officially finished through through the consummation, and uh, so that's one piece we have to keep in mind. The other piece we have to keep, and therefore, because of that, the, the first intercourse, the first intimacy between husband and wife is seen as bi'ilas mitzvah, it is seen as an act of a mitzvah. Another piece we have to keep in mind is that back in the day, they used to get married, typically, um, on Wednesday nights for mystical reasons, but they would get married on Wednesday nights. Nowadays, uh, we're not so uh, careful about that, but that was something they used to do. Uh, the other piece, and this is what the mitzvah, Mishnah is really focusing on, is a principle called osik mitzvah in a mitzvah, that when you are completely engrossed in a mitzvah that precludes you from doing another mitzvah, then you're exempt from that other mitzvah that comes along the way. So uh, sometimes, you know, you're doing a mitzvah, but you can take a break from that mitzvah. You might be helping someone out, but then, you know, it's mincha time. You can take a break from helping someone and mincha and get back to helping them. But there are some mitzvahs which are very much time sensitive um, or for different reasons are so incredibly absorbing that it would not be possible to do another mitzvah. And then we have this principle of osik the mitzvah, patr min mitzvah. So with all that in mind, the Mishnah says like this, chasen, patr the Mishnah says that a groom, if he has not consummated the marriage, uh, then he is exempt from saying Shema, and many understand specifically in the evening, uh, evening Shema from the first night of the marriage all the way through Matzei Shabbos, uh, because the fact that he is focused on consummating the marriage and it's going to get in the way, it's going to distract him from saying Shema properly because he's focused on trying to consummate the marriage and therefore he is exempt. This is an example of Osik B'mitzvah of Patr Min mitzvah. Then the Mishnah gives a whole story of Rabbi Gamliel who did say Shema on the first night and his students tell, to ask him, hey, wait, Rabbi, you taught us that you're exempt. What are you doing? If you see you saying Shema, you're just getting, you just got married. So he says, He says, yeah, you're right, but I don't want to listen to you because I never want to uh, abstain from accepting upon myself the yoke of heaven even for a moment and therefore he says it's true you're exempt but I'm going to still say Shema because I need to accept God's dominion over me. Okay, that's the end of the Mishnah. The reason it's a sad Mishnah is because we don't rule this way anymore. Why? The reason we don't rule this way, well, we, we, it's codified, but the reason we don't, uh, it's not in normative practice is because back in the day, clearly, the threshold for the kavana they had for Shema and Tfilah was much, much higher. And if a person had a little bit of a distraction, it's going to wreck their ability to say Shema. And therefore, not only if you're busy with a mitzvah, but if you're busy with some sad thing, the, the, the Gemara says, you know, you're exempt because you can't say Shema properly. Nowadays, unfortunately, we're lucky if we even know which city we're in when we're saying Shema. We are completely distracted, unfortunately. We don't really have proper Kavana. And therefore, a threshold, the amount of Kavana we have for saying Shema is down here. And therefore, even if you're busy with a mitzvah, even if you're distracted, we still have an obligation to say Shema because unfortunately, it's not that much different than a regular day of saying Shema. So, uh, just to be clear, ideally we want to have as much Kavana as possible, but unfortunately, since nowadays we understand that our level of Kavana is much more diminished than it was in the past, uh, these, uh, the, the, there is rarely an opportunity, uh, really a situation, where we are exempt from Shema because of distractions. On the, on the contrary, we have to say Shema uh, at all times, even if we're busy with the mitzvah, or if there are many things distracting us, we have to try to find the little bit of, uh, of Kavana that we can have to say Shema um, and fulfill our mitzvah. Is connected to the fact that before the 